Let's pray. Lord, this is the best day. This is the best day because we get to be here and meet you. We get to let your spirit work in our minds and our hearts. This is the best day, Lord, because we can gather with those who are sold out and following you. This is the best day because we can experience your grace, your forgiveness. This is the best day, Lord, because we can gather in your house. Father, we just thank you and praise you today. We just honor you and give you glory. We are so humbled by your incredible love for us that you would come here and you would meet us in this room and that you would give us such a vision of of life with you that our lives would be lifted up, that we could just see the courts of heaven. Father, this is the best day. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this time of worship. Thank you for being our God. We pray it through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat this morning. Now, let me get ready here. Remember, we're on a journey, right? We're on a couple journeys, actually. We're on the uh, journey to, uh, to Easter around here, right? Uh, and uh, that journey for us is about discovering our kazon, discovering that vision uh, that God has for our life, right? Remember, the distinction there is discovering the vision that God has for our life and not necessarily the vision we've got, but what is it that God wants our life to be about? So that's the, that's the journey we're on. And now on these next Sundays, as we gather together, we're going to talk about some, uh, some fundamental things in our life that we need to have in place if, if we're going to achieve the vision God has for us, right? So God, we're going to discover the vision, if you go through Kazone, we're going to discover the vision God has for your life. But we know there's some fundamental things that, that we just need to have in place even if we discover the vision, we've got to have these in place in order to accomplish the vision. Okay? Uh, so we start out today, right? And I'm all set, man. I'm, I'm on my journey, and uh, i got everything I need uh, for my journey. Now, I know that even though I'm on my journey, whatever this vision is God's got for me, even though I'm on the journey, I know on the journey it's not always going to be easy. And uh, on the trail I'm going to be on, I'm going to probably meet some jagged rocks and... Uh, Probably need some muck and some mud and some hard going, some uphill battle, right? But I think I'm pretty good and, and pretty well equipped. What do you think? Do you see a problem here? Yeah, I mean, and tell me this. I mean, if you want to go out there and, and do the battle, get in the front lines, right, and do the battle and engage the jagged rocks and the muck and the mud and all the stuff that you're going to face... Because you're being faithful. That's just the way it is, right? When God's leading you to a vision, right? You're going to get this vision. You've got everything in place. Well, you've got to have the foundations in place. And what am I missing? Not good, right? I mean, would you want to take on uh, the mud and the muck and the jagged rocks and flip-flops? Of course not, right? Absolutely not, right? No, you need to have some foundation uh, in your footwear, Right? How many would choose the flip-flops? Okay, how many would choose these? Oh, that one over here. We got one flip-flopper over there. Right, you choose these, right? Absolutely. Why? Because these are sturdy. These are rugged. These can endure. Man, these can get you through whatever you have to face, right? So if you're going to go and do the vision, you've got to have the foundation in place. And the foundation is to make sure you have an incredible, awesome foundational relationship with God. 
See, you may discover a great vision for your life. You may discover what God wants you to be, what God wants you to do, but you're never going to experience that vision if you don't have some foundational stuff, like just having an incredible foundational vision for what God wants to do uh, in your life and that foundational relationship that you can have with God. It's like just wearing the right shoes, right? Uh, ladies, how comfortable are those high heels that you wear? Anybody want to take a long hike on those those heels? Of course not, right? Why? Because, well, they're just not made for it, right? It's not the stuff you want to wear on that stuff. you got to wear fundamental foundational footwear, right? So you got to have the right stuff. So if I'm going to make this journey, I want to make sure that I'm wearing the right stuff. I also have to make sure I can tie it right here. That's not so good, right? Yeah, you got to have the right stuff. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today is discovering this incredible vision that God has uh, for your life, right? And if we look at the scripture, guys, could you advance it for me? Because I'm kind of busy with my footwear right now. They're running up there. If you look at Genesis 3, you can see in Genesis 3 just a great image of what God has, the way the relationship started, at least in Genesis 3, with Adam and Eve. Isn't that a cool picture? Here they are in the garden, and what does it say God is doing in their relationship? Well, he's just hanging out, right? He's just walking in the cool of the garden. It's just saying, look, and there was a breeze blowing, and the man and the woman heard the Lord God walking in the garden. So the original relationship that God envisioned was one of just having this great foundational relationship of just walking with us through life, right? If you look at the next slide, you can see that uh, part of the outcome of that for Adam and Eve, they, they were walking with the Lord, and as they were walking with the Lord, notice they were walking without any shame, no shame, no guilt. Is this a good picture? That is an awesome picture, isn't it? That is an awesome picture, what it means to walk with God, a foundational relationship that helps you face whatever it is so you can achieve that incredible life, that vision that God wants you to achieve in your life. It would be great if we could just say, that's it, man, that's great, fantastic. The trouble is, what happens to us? We drift. We drift. It's, it's like this. In Adam and Eve, the first big drifter, right? The thing that drifts us away from the Lord, right? We, we drift. You have, have you ever been in the pool and you go in the shallow end of the pool and you climb in on on one of those floating mats, you know, with the cup holder things, right? You start in a nice shallow end, you feel safe and secure, and you just you just hang in and take it in the sun, and you wake up, you know, 15 minutes later, and you're down in the deep water. What happened? We drifted, right? Or, or worse yet, you're out at the lake, and you're in that same gizmo, and you got both cup holders full, and you're just laying back and doing the same thing, and you're in the shallow water, and before you know it, you wake up a half an hour later and you're where? Out in the middle of the lake, right? How'd you get there? Well, you just drifted. You just drifted. That's what we do. We just drift in our in our foundational relationship, right? We just we just drift. Adam and Eve, right away, they drifted. What happened? Well, they drifted from what God wanted in their life, and instead they started concentrating on what they wanted in their life. It says the woman stared at the fruit. It looked beautiful and tasty. And what happened? Well, she just wanted it. <laughs> she just wanted it. That's all. I mean, nothing in you. She just wanted it. Now, God wanted this in their life. He wanted, no, he said, look, 
You can go have all the trees you want, everything that's here, but not this tree. This is not what I want for you. Okay? This is not for you, so just leave that one alone. That's not what I want in your life. But what happens to Eve? Well, she drifts. And she looks at it. And she just decides, well, I want it. And, and sometimes that happens in our life. We, we just drift. We say, well, now I know God's got this great vision for my life. I know God's got, got, got this elevated life that he wants me to live that can be incredible for his glory. But, you know, I just kind of want this. And we drift away from that and we drift into this. It's so easy for us to drift. We can also just simply drift by neglect. We can just drift by neglect. Look at uh, what Paul says in Hebrews. He says, we must give our full attention. How much of our attention? Our full attention. Do you see that? We must give our full attention to what we were told so that we won't drift away. The drift. It's doing the drift. What happens? Well, we just get busy. We just get busy in life. Life just gets packed up, and, and we just kind of drift away. Why? Because we're not giving God our full attention. Instead, we start dividing our attention over here and dividing our attention over there. And, and so we just kind of drift. We just say, well, you know, I'll get around to it. You know, I know I should get into the Bible study, but the day's pretty packed. I'll just get around to it. Right? We, we come up with all ways that we just kind of go with the flow. We just kind of like her in that, in that thing on the lake there, that raft on the lake, and we just float and we drift. And we let the busyness of life push out what God wants in our life and in our relationship with him. Sometimes we just get involved in that drift of neglect because we're just not giving it our full attention. We just drift. Or worse, we drift into avoidance. We drift into avoidance. What does this look like? We drift into avoidance when, when we listen to what God has to say and we know God wants something in our life, and we know God's Word teaches something in our life, but we just don't like it. We know what His Word says, but we just don't like it, and we'd rather do what we want, and so we, we just drift into avoidance. We say, well, listen, I, I know that's what the Word says, but I don't like it, so I just want to do what I want to do. Right? A lot of times, you, you hear the God's Word, and you, and you drift into avoidance because you'll start saying things like, well, you know, I just can't believe that. I mean, I just can't believe that God would think that way. I mean, I just can't believe that that's wrong. Heard that before? That's a drift of avoidance, isn't it? It's a drift of avoidance that says, listen, I, I know what God's Word says, but I just want to avoid what God's Word says because I'd rather just drift over here and do what I want to do. In the Scripture, it looks something like this in Paul and Romans. He says, for in the Gospels, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the, all the godlessness and wickedness of men who do what? Who suppress the truth. Who avoid the truth. They suppress the truth. They avoid the truth. They just push the truth away. And they say, I'm just going to avoid that. I, it, the truth is there. He even says, since we know about God's, what God's made plain, right? It's plain to them because God has made it plain to them. So it's, it's plain to us, but we just want to avoid that. And, and so we drift away. And when we drift away and we do the avoidance, that, that we're keeping our relationship being, being everything it can be. Our foundational relationship with God is less than what it could be. So the truth is, there's someone here in the room today. You've drifted into avoidance. You, you know that right now there's something going on in your life 
that is pretty clear. God says, this is not the way you're supposed to live. But you're just avoiding it. I mean, I'm glad you're here, but you've got to face it. Why? Because your relationship with God is never going to be everything it can possibly be if you let this drift into avoidance continue in your life. Right? God, God wants so much more for you, and when we drift, we miss the foundation of what our relationship can be with Him. And, and we've got to just face that. Or we drift into laziness. We drift into laziness. Have you ever watched a, uh, a boxing match where, you know, this champion is taking on a young upstart kind of thing, and, and the commentators are commentating on the fight, and the commentators talk and they say, well, you know, the champ uh, came in overweight, and, uh, you know, he's, he's not usually uh, this uh, kind of, he's not as crisp today as he usually is. And uh, he just seems like his stamina isn't there. And, boy, I, I just don't know if his legs are going to last the whole, the whole round. Have you heard that commentator before? What does that mean about the guy that came in to fight, the champ? Well, he got lazy, right? What didn't he do? Well, he didn't do his training. He didn't prepare for the fight. He didn't do his training. If you don't do your training, you're not going to be in shape. You're not going to be in shape. You're not going to be able to do the battle, right? Well, the same is true in our relationship with God, our foundational relationship with God, is that we can drift into laziness. We can drift into laziness and say, well, you know, I, you know I, I can't make worship this week, but, but, you know, I'll get back. A week goes by, two weeks go by, three weeks go by, four weeks go by. Well, I know I ought to be there, but I'll get there next week. Five weeks go by, six weeks go by. See how it works? We drift into laziness. That's just the way it is. The scripture says it this way. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, so he's talking to somebody who's in the faith, and he's saying, listen, you, you've been in the faith now for a while. You, you, you ought to be growing more than you're growing here. You, you ought to be the teacher by now. You, you've been in the faith. You ought, to be, you ought to be the teacher by now. But instead, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness. What is he telling these people? Well, you're, not, you're not growing in the Lord. You're, you're not growing in your late. God has so much more for you, but you're, you're, just, you're just drinking milk. What are you doing? You should be a teacher by now, and, and you're just an infant. What's going on? He ends it up, verse 14. But such solid, solid food is for the mature. Look at this. Who by constant use have done what? Trained. They've trained up, right? They've trained up. They've been doing the shadow boxing. They've been training up. They've been working on the uh, in the ring, right? They've been getting ready for the battle. They've been doing the stuff that we need to do. They've been giving their full attention into their relationship with God. That's the way it works. They've trained themselves up to distinguish good from evil. See, if we're going to have this foundational relationship that's going to carry us through so that we can be everything God wants us to be and accomplish the kazone, the vision that God has for our life, then we have to give our full attention, our full attention into our relationship with God. And there's all these drifts that can be, that can take hold of us, right? And people can drift and, and marriages can drift. You've heard that before, right? Jesus, I, you know, I don't know. We just, we just drifted apart. Heard that before? We just drifted apart. Friendships can drift. Institutions can drift. Nations can drift. See, it, it's all a principle, this drifting principle. 
And it comes down to fundamentally the same thing. Just not giving our full attention where it needs to be. You see, God has such incredible vision for what He wants our relationship with Him to be so that we can accomplish the vision of what He wants our life to be about. Let's talk about that for a minute. What's the vision then of what what God wants our life to be? The best place I think I can take you to try to give you an example of this foundational relationship and, and the vision of what it can look like is in Luke 24. And it's the experience of these two followers who are uh, walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus. They're on the road, taking their journey, right? It says, the same day, now the same day, so you know what day this is, the same day is Resurrection uh, Day, right? This is the day Jesus rose from the dead, okay? That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. As they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. So they're doing their journey, okay? They're doing their journey. What happens? As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. What's going on? Here's the first part of the vision. See, God has a vision for your faith to be so incredibly strong, your relationship with him to be so incredibly strong that you just have this God confidence. This confidence that says, listen, no matter what I'm going through in life, no matter what I face in life, whether I see it, whether I don't see it, whether I understand everything he's doing or what he's... I know Jesus Christ is with me. That's a God confidence. That's a foundational relationship thing, isn't it? It says, listen, I, I know I'm going to face jagged rocks and muddy muck and all the hard uphill battle. I know there's going to be tough stuff on the journey. But listen, no matter what happens in my life, as I'm seeking the vision that God's put on my life, I absolutely understand and am confident that Jesus Christ is walking with me. That's what happened to these guys. They're walking along. Jesus himself comes and walks with them, even though they don't realize it. You see, you may not realize what he's doing. You may not see him every single instant. But a God confidence, a foundational relationship says, listen, I get it. I understand. I don't care what the future holds. I know whatever it is, Jesus Christ is going to take every step right along with me. It's a vision of a God confidence that elevates our life. Second thing is, notice as they're walking along, Jesus comes along, and then he starts talking with them, and, and he asks them a couple questions. He says, he asks them, well, what are you discussing uh, so intently as you're walking along? They stop short, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Clophus, replied, and I think with a little sarcasm here, are you kidding? <laughs> you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there the last few days. Now look what Jesus does. This is so great. Look what he does. He says, what things? Who's asking the question? The very guy to whom all the things happened. He knows exactly what happened. He experienced all the things. And yet when he's walking with these disciples, what is he doing? He's saying, listen, tell me your problems. Tell me your heartaches. Just go ahead, pour it out. I'll listen. Ladies, you've got to love this part, right? He's not giving solutions or anything. He's just listening, right? He's just listening. That, that, this is foundational, relational stuff. 
This is the vision of what God has for his walk with you. He just wants to listen to your heart. He wants to listen to your concerns. He wants to listen to your dreams. He wants to listen to everything that's going on in here. And he just wants to listen. He's ready to be there with an open ear with anything that you're going Every decision that you're going through, he wants to listen about it. Every challenge you're facing and the struggle you've got, he wants to listen about it. Everything that's happening in your life, whatever it is, the smallest or the greatest of things, he is ready to lend an ear to what's going on in your life. That is an incredible foundational relationship vision of what God wants to walk with you, isn't it? He's ready to be there. And, and he does it. In, in the next part, it's a long text, but in the next part, they just pour out everything and they say, well, this is what happened. We thought Jesus was the one, but then he wasn't the one. And the priest got him and they killed him and he thought it was over and I don't know what's going on. And then the women see him and they think he's alive. And I, Right? They're just pouring it all out. And Jesus keeps listening. And then for the guys, for the guys, he finally steps in. He finally steps in and then how he does is so incredible. He steps in and he gets in their face with the word. See, this is part of the foundational relationship. Part of the vision God has for your relationship with him is that you will constantly work the word. You've got to work the word. Look what Jesus does with them. It says, then Jesus said to them, you foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scripture. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Now look what he does. Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. What did he do? He made them work in the word. He made them work in the word. Here's a foundational, fundamental vision of what God has for our relationship with him. He wants us to work the word. He wants us to work the word. He wants us to be diligent, consistent, constant, in that word working and speaking into our life. It's just foundational stuff. Part of the vision for him in relating to us is that we will just be engaged consistently by that word, that we will work the word, we'll let it shape us and form us and fashion us. You say, well, wait a minute, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I have time for a devotional today or I don't know if, if I have time to get in a, into a small group Bible study. You're missing it. I mean, that, that's the vision. That, and that's what God wants. Your foundational stuff, right? It gets, it gets harder for us, right? The next one is what happens to them. So, so now he's opened up the scripture to them, and, and they get near Emmaus, and then they start begging him. I love this. They start begging him, stay the night with us. Don't leave us, please, please. Stay with us. Since it's getting late, just stay with us. So we went home with them. Oh, awesome. As they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and he gave it to them. And suddenly their eyes were opened and they recognized him. What happened? Jesus came to live with them and he met them in the moment of worship. In the moment of worship. They're sitting at table and they start worshiping God and praising God and asking him his blessing over the food. They start worshiping God. And in worship, what happens? They see him for the first time. It's foundational. Foundational. God wants to meet you every week in worship. He wants to meet you every week at worship. See, if you made you made an appointment with a friend to meet him at Starbucks, I mean, you would not miss that appointment, right? 
Listen, God, God's made an appointment every single week for you to be here in this room because he wants to meet you. That's his vision. That's what he wants for your life. He, he, wants, to, he wants to meet you every single week and pour whatever blessing you need into your life for that week. I mean, He knows. You, you pour it out. He knows what's going on. He, he, he knows. You work the Word. He knows. And when you meet Him in worship, it's His opportunity to give you and pour into you whatever that blessing is that you need for your life. That's part of the foundational vision. It's part of the foundational vision. His vision is that every week He gets to hang out with you right here in this room. And he promises he's going to be here. He promises right now he's with us. Two or three together in my name. They're mine. Right there. Boom. They're mine. He promises. You see, he's made an appointment in his vision for his relationship with you that every week he's going to get together with you right here in worship. Don't, don't, don't just say, well, you know, I'll do it next week. Don't, don't go three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. No, his appointment with you is every week because he wants to pour that blessing into you every single week. That's his vision. That's what he wants for our life. Right? Why? Because he wants us to be on fire. He wants our lives to elevate. He wants our lives to be on fire for what he can accomplish. Look what happens to these disciples. It says, they said to each other, after they went all that foundational stuff, they said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scripture to us? What happened? Oh, man. Their lives just became on fire. Their lives just elevated. Their lives just became on fire and and burned for the Lord. That's his vision. That's his vision. His vision is that your life, you, you give full attention to him, and you work his word, and you meet him every week, and you walk in God confidence and know he's with you and everything, and you share whatever you have to share with him, and he's going to listen to everything you say. And you're just going to be this person that stands high, strong, and is on fire for everything that Jesus Christ can be and accomplish in your life. He wants you to be on fire to make a difference in this world through whatever it is that vision is He's got for your life. That's what He wants. And foundational to that, foundational to that, is this relationship with Him. I want you to just take some time this morning, watch the screens, Guys, can we bring the lights down a little bit and just watch the screens and uh, think about and listen to Pastor Greshel here, but think about, are you on fire? Where, where's your, what boots you wearing here? Are you in relationship where you need to be with God? Now burns through my prayer life 
Like never before. When I neglected my relationship with God and let sin and idolatry reign in my heart, God dealt with me about pride issues. As of today, like never before, the fire of the Spirit of God has burned away pride. I'm more broken and humble before God than I've ever been before. There is nothing more important than your relationship with God. Jesus said, I'd rather you be hot or cold, but never lukewarm. Seek the Lord God with all of your heart and let the fire burn. Jesus said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out. Great relationships never happen by accident. Where there is no vision, the people perish. What spiritual disciplines help you experience God? What's hindering you from experiencing God? Seek Him with all your heart, and He will be found by you. Let the fire of the presence of God burn within your heart. we just want to burn for you. I mean, we just want to be on fire for you. We want that foundational relationship. And uh, Lord, just lead us to give our full attention to it. That we would avoid all that drifting that comes into life so easily. That we just keep our full attention in the right place. And, and we just know your vision is, is just incredible to walk with us and to be in every circumstance, to, to be there, to listen to all of our challenges and all of our joys. Father, we know that you're there to speak to us in your word and shape us and fashion us. Uh, we know that you just 